Well, good to see everybody this morning today. Pastor Blake, Pastor Irvin, and I, all three, want to give you a quick word. And I'll tell you, like uh, the country preacher once said, he said, listen, I got three sermons today, okay? Got three of them. Okay, the, the first one is an hour long, okay? The second one is 30 minutes long. And the third one is 10 minutes long, okay? And so uh, we're going to take up the offering and see which one, which one you want, right? The one-hour sermon is ten is uh, $10, right? The 30-minute sermon is $20. The 10-minute sermon is $1,000. Let's see. Hey, so we're going to take up the offering, see which one you want. Some of y'all can laugh, right? I promise you can laugh at church. It's okay. It's allowed. All right. I'm first going to introduce Pastor Blake. Pastor Blake, why don't you come on up? Our campus pastor at our Dunbar Cave campus. Let's thank God for Pastor Blake. He's going to come give us a quick word. What's going on, Living Hope? Amen. Amen. It's so good to see all these beautiful folks out here today. Hey, listen, listen. Uh, Pastor Derek said I actually have two hours to preach, uh, right? Uh, oh, I lied. I lied. Hey, I thought about getting baptized myself. It's so hot out there. I just, if you're thinking about it, come on, just get wet. Just get a little wet, get a little cool. Okay. Well, hey, my name is, uh, for those of you who don't know me, my name is, uh, Pastor Blake Allen. I have the honor and privilege of pastoring our Dunbar Cave location. And, uh, we've seen God do some amazing things. And I'm so thankful to be a part of this ministry and work. And also, uh, our lay leaders that are a part of that work that have, uh, really driven uh, the movement that we are, are seeing today through the Spirit of God working through His people. So just want to give a couple shout-outs and thank you to Tina and Dwayne, who's been over there with me. Also, uh, Jennifer Lawrence, our kids minister down there, uh, Joshua Hutchinson. Uh, he's been big in a core in discipleship and things like that. Uh, Heather Thresher, who's come down with us, Miss Famous Heather. And so uh, thank you for coming down with us. And uh, recently, Daniel Price, who's come on as our student minister. And so uh, we're so grateful to be a part of that, that team and that work over there at Dunbar Cave. Hey, just want to share a quick, quick thought and idea real quick. And I'm going to pass it back to Pastor Derek. Uh, but I was thinking about this the other day. We're going to be talking about the story of Esther here. Pastor Derek's going to preach on that. Uh, and one thought that I had from the story of Esther that really speaks volumes to what we're promoting through our all-in campaign. Uh, Esther, after she hears about what's going to happen to her people, if you're familiar with, the, familiar with the story, that all the Jews are going to be annihilated, Esther, who's now queen, uh, is given this message from Mordecai to essentially stand in the gap. And she's told to, hey, hey, use your position, your new position to, to go on behalf of all the Jews. And at first she thinks that she doesn't have any ability to do that. She, she's, who am I? Who am I to do anything about this situation? And Mordecai's, he's telling her, hey, listen, God has raised you up in a time like this. He's got a plan for you. Now use that and go on behalf of the king. And then later in that story, she says, well, if I perish, I perish. Because she wasn't supposed to go to the king without being invited. But she says, you know what? I'm going to go. And if I perish, I perish. Because Esther was willing to stand in the gap. Listen, when you and I, when we go all in for God's kingdom and we really give to this ministry and we really give our, our time, our focus, our devotion to Christ, our attention all in for the name of Jesus, we stand in the gap for people here that are lost and broken in our city. 
We have the privilege to uh, be a part of One Family Three campuses. And in February 13th of 2022, let me give you an example of this. February 13th, 2022, we launched a brand new campus. A dying church in town merged with us. We became one family, launched it out, Living Hope Dunbar Cave. And listen, when we got there, the doors were on the brink of closing. But just like Pastor Derrett alluded to, and, and through this all-in campaign, through your faithfulness, through the Spirit of God, we went from almost closing the doors to now barely fitting any cars in the parking lot anymore. And that's a testament to when you decide to stand in the gap and we incarnate the ministry of Jesus throughout our city through three campuses. And so thank you so much for what you do. I want to share one, one quick story about this and then I'll be done. Uh, family came up to us and asked for us to stand in the gap for them. And apparently they have gone to a, a couple churches that would not stand in a gap for them. And so we were able to minister and love on them. As a result, that family started coming to church. That family heard the gospel and their kids gave their life to the Lord, got saved and got baptized. As a result of us willing to stand in the gap. Let me encourage you with this. If you're not already going all in, I, I want to encourage you to get involved in this ministry of living hope, going all in together, pushing back darkness in our city, standing in the gap for somebody who needs the name of Jesus, the name of Jesus above every name, stand in the gap for them, lay it all down and watch how God can use you to be a part of this movement of giving hope. Amen. Well, thank you so much for who you are and all that you do. I love you. And uh, here's Pastor Derek again. Amen. Give it up for Pastor Blake. All right, next, Pastor Irvin, why don't you come on? Pastor Irvin Wass was our campus pastor at our Tyler Town campus. He wants to come give a quick word. Let's give it up for Pastor Irvin this morning. Appreciate it, Bishop. Appreciate it. Pastor Blake, Pastor Blake, good word, brother. Love you, man. I'm um, like Pastor Derek said, my name is Irvin Wass was served. Uh, Tyler Town Campus Pastor, and uh, uh, just grateful uh, to be here uh, this morning, seeing all the uh, the family uh, of Living Hope together, and uh, man, it's just an encouragement for uh, for me to see. Um, speaking of gratefulness, uh, man, the Lord has been at work on the north side of town, and uh, before I talk about you know all that He's done, I just again want to uh, celebrate, man, those that have been a part of uh, the work. Uh, our staff team, so grateful for them, Pastor Greg. More. Um, uh, Sister Alyssa, who's helping out. She helped out worship, not helping out with our women's ministry. Uh, Brother Ryan Ladley, uh, Sister Erica Cook, uh, our family group leaders and those that are in attendance here. So thankful for you guys and uh, your willingness to serve and thankful for the service culture that we have on uh, on the north side. So thankful for that, facilitating what uh, the Lord is doing uh, up there. Uh, like I said, the Lord's been good to us uh, out there. We've seen uh, numerous folks come to faith. Uh, we've been able to baptize uh, several on the heels of that. Uh, what's been neat, too, is we're seeing uh, 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 our context grow in discipleship with uh, new discipleship groups starting, family groups starting, uh, really a, a huge growth in our women's ministry. A lot of ladies getting plugged in uh, and involved and invested uh, in community with one another. Uh, and men, our men's, our men's Bible studies grown a ton. Uh, but with us being a growing context, uh, because of the uniqueness of where we're located, 
located. Uh, we're also uh, ascending context as well. Uh, majority military folks. And so, um, we have folks come and go. Uh, we see a lot of that. And, and, uh, what we've uh, adopted is uh, understanding that the call that we have is not only to disciple them while they're here, right? But send them out as missionaries when they go to their next, uh, duty station. And so we've seen many folks, uh, PCS transition on and serve, uh, in other places. You know, one quick story, uh, we had a family that just PCSed on to, uh, Italy, man, you know, they got a pretty cool spot if you ask me going to Italy. Uh, but, uh, they're, uh, in Italy, uh, now and the husband right before, uh, his family PCSed out, he told us, he said, look, uh, we know my wife and I know that we are different people um, then, uh, when we first came here, uh, we're different folks, uh, because of the investment of the people in our life. And so that's what we're about, man. We want, uh, people to, uh, leave differently, uh, than when they came because they met, uh, with, uh, the Lord. And so, man, God's been, uh, been good to us. Uh, just real quick, Pastor Derek's getting ready to talk about Esther chapter four, right? Uh, and, uh, within that chapter is the famous verse, uh, uh that, uh, shared Mordecai gives encouragement to Esther. Right. Uh, when he says, hey, uh, perhaps, man, you were made, you were put in this position, this place uh, for such a time uh, as this. Right. To uh, be able to help liberate uh, uh, the uh, Jewish people that were uh, there. And it got me thinking of uh, one of my favorite movies, sports movies. I remember watching as a kid that movie uh, Miracle about the 1980 United States hockey team. Y'all probably remember that. Uh, and uh, the scene right before they're getting ready to play, the USSR, right, the Soviet Union, uh, the coach walks in uh, and he shares, right, the speech. Uh, and at the end, right, he talks about how, hey, uh, this is your time. It's your time. And then he ends that speech by saying this, hey, now go out and take it. And I tell you what, that gets me fired up just thinking about it right now. But bringing it to our context here, out of all the people in the world, right, that God could have chosen, uh, out of all the places in the world that he could have chosen, he chose us that are here right now in Clarksville, Tennessee, to be a part of building his kingdom, right, uh, all across this city. It's our time. It's our time. So, man, I encourage you across the board, hey, keep investing in uh, the ministry of Living Hope. Uh, keep serving. Keep inviting folks to church uh, and to Christ. Right. And keep, as the coach said, man, because it's our time, choose, man, to go out and take it. A lot of folks that are hurt here in this community, in this city, man, it's up to us. The Lord has called us to be those hope agents, man, to go and share the greatest news ever that this Jesus that died and rose again for us is the same one that died and rose again for them. And so, man, love you. God bless you. Looking forward to eating food with you here in a second. Uh, but man, I'm just excited for all that the Lord is doing. I'm now going to pass it over to Reverend Bishop, Dr. Pastor Derek. <laughs> all right. Thank you, Pastor Irvin. Esther chapter four. I'm just going to read a quick verse of scripture and give you three quick points. Okay. And uh, as a seminary professor once taught us, listen, you can have three, five or seven points. Just make a point. Amen. Can I get an amen on that today? Right. Just uh, just make a point. And uh, by the way, as we're turning there, you can also pull it up on your phone. Esther chapter four. We're going to look at verses 13 through 17. And uh, you're giving to the all in campaign. I know there are many of you who give consistently over and above your your tithe to our all in campaign because of your giving. 
Tylertown and Dunbar Cave is was made possible, and, and they're growing because of that investment. Our original campaign for Tylertown was called our Hope Campaign, and once we got Tylertown up and rocking and rolling, God put a new campaign in our heart called All In, and that's what's made Dunbar Cave possible, and that's what's going to make the continued growth of this church, our one family, three campuses, possible. We need a new building here at Sango, and that's going across the road. So let me encourage you to give. Tylertown folks, you need a new building too, don't you? And so you're outgrowing that space by giving to all in. That's making all of this happen. And it's not going to be long before Dunbar Cave is going to need more space. And so God's at work. We just want to keep investing in and growing and multiplying this ministry. And so uh, thank you for giving. If you're not giving, let me encourage you to do that. Get involved financially with us, especially through our all-in campaign. Okay, Esther chapter 4, starting at verse 13. This is a superhero story. Superhero Queen Esther, right? And uh, she swoops in to save the day. But aren't you glad that God uses nobodies and makes them somebodies? Come on now. If you know anything about the story of Esther, her mom and dad died at when she was at a very young age. Her cousin raises her. Mordecai's her cousin. And so uh, the world had kind of written written her off. She lives in the Persian capital of Susa, but she's a Hebrew, a little Hebrew kid running around who don't even, uh, mom and dad are gone. And, and so this is, this is a young lady who the world saw as a nobody, but come on somebody, God saw a queen. Come on now. That's what God saw. And God raised her up and uses her. What a beautiful picture, by the way, of what Jesus did for us, how he came and incarnated the gospel. He is our deliverer. Amen. And so we see a beautiful picture of Christ in Esther. We also see a beautiful picture in Christ uh, through Mordecai, this intercessor who stepped in and also who gives her this word of calling. Aren't you glad that God calls us out to serve him in specific ways and uses us? But in Esther chapter four, now she's queen. Okay, uh, 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 King Ahasuerus got tired of his old Queen Vashti, and he decided he wanted a new queen. So he brings in this big group of young, pretty girls, and Esther is chosen. This little Hebrew girl, which she's older by that point, obviously, but this Hebrew young lady is chosen among that group. After 12 months, her grace, her wisdom, her beauty, and the favor of God on her life led to her being chosen as the new queen of Persia. But along the way comes a villain. How many of you know that uh, in a good superhero story, you got to have a villain, right? Uh, uh, Peter Pan had who? Captain Hook, man. He's like the quintessential villain, right? Batman. Who did Batman have? Joker, man, had the Joker, right? You, you think about all these uh, these uh, different superheroes. What about Luke Skywalker? Who did he have? Yeah, I am what? I can't get deep enough. I am your father, right? He had Darth Vader. Esther had Haman. Haman was this proud, egotistical, self-absorbed bureaucrat. He's basically the second in command in Persia, but he's an Amalekite by by descendant line. If you know anything about the Amalekites, they were incredible enemies of the Jewish people. And, uh, there's this edict given for him or for everyone in the kingdom whenever Haman comes by that they're to bow to him. Well, Mordecai wouldn't do it because he's a devout Hebrew and he knew who Haman was and the gods that he served, the false gods that he served, and all of the vitriol that he had for the people of Israel. So he wouldn't bow to him. And so Haman is so full of himself, not only does he want to get 
revenge on Mordecai. He wants to eradicate all of the Jewish people. This is a story of genocide. Right? This is this, this is Hitler before Hitler. That's who Haman is. And Haman manipulates King Ahasuerus into signing this decree. Hey, there's this people out there who rebel against all your laws and all the Persian gods. And so, you know, it'd be best if we just got rid of them. And by the way, I'll put 10,000 talents of silver, right, into your treasury as king if you'll let me handle them. And he manipulates King Ahasuerus and he signs this edict. And so that's where we're at. That's why this is such a big moment for the people of Israel. The Feast of Purim, if you've ever heard of that, they celebrate even today, which is dedicated from what happened through the story of Esther. And so here in verse number 13, we have Mordecai. He's at the gate, uh, the king's gate in sackcloth and ashes, sorrow, mourning, and... Esther wants to find out, why are you in mourning? She hadn't even heard of the edict. She's too busy being queen, right, to know exactly what has happened. And he shows her, sends through a delegation to her, this edict and what it's all about. And look at what it says here in verse 13. Mordecai told that group to go and reply to Esther, don't think to yourself that in the king's palace you will escape this decree any more than all the other Jews. For if you keep silent at this time, relief and deliverance will rise from the Jews from another place. But you and your father's house will perish. And who knows whether you have not come to the kingdom for such a time as this. How many of you believe you're on this earth for such a time as this? Come on now. Purpose, meaning. There is a God who made you, made us all, and he gives our life purpose and meaning. And it's only through faith in Jesus Christ that we're forgiven of our disobedience to this God and made right with him. Jesus came, shed his precious blood for us, rose from the dead. Whosoever, come on now, calls upon the name of the Lord Jesus will be saved, forgiven, find peace and purpose and joy and hope. And see the strongholds in your life broken. It's only through Jesus. Isn't that right? That's the beautiful picture we have, symbolism in Esther and in Mordecai both. But Esther here, verse 15, she replies to the cousin who raised her, go gather all the Jews in Susa and hold a fast on my behalf, fasting and prayer. Do not eat or drink for three days, night or day. I and my young women will also fast as you do. Then I will go to the king, though it is against the law, and if I perish, I perish. And Mordecai then went away and did everything as Esther had ordered him. What we see in this passage is a modern day hero, right? Esther. And God has called all of us, children of God here today, God is calling us to be a hero in somebody else's life. And some of you are here today and you think, well, I don't have anything to give. I mean, how can I be a hero for someone else? I I don't know a lot about the Bible or I may, you may not have a, a lot of money to give or you know, feel like you don't have enough time to really invest in ministry fully like for to be that hero that somebody needs. Hey, let me encourage you today. Man, just one prayer makes a difference, doesn't it? Come on, church. Pray. Listen, every single prayer matters. Every single invite to church matters. Every single word of testimony that we give for the Lord Jesus Christ. How many believe today you don't have to have a seminary degree to tell somebody about Jesus? Come on now. You don't. 
You don't have to have a seminary degree. You don't have to understand everything about the Bible. You could be a little old broken girl, right? That whose mom and dad died and man got took in by the cousin and all of a sudden now God will make you queen. I mean, God can do that in and through your life. How many believe every dollar matters? Listen, every dollar given to ministry and missions and to help the poor and others that God brings across our path matters. How many of you, listen today, how many of you believe that lostness, the spiritual condition of our country is the greatest need before us? Come on, church. Some would say our greatest need is economic. Some would say it's political. Some would say it's sexual immorality. Is that a big problem in our culture today? It is, isn't it? One man, one woman for one lifetime. That's God's plan for sex and, and, and morality, by the way. That is gospel morality. God's best for your life. But some would say it's sexual ethic is our biggest problem or the lack thereof. But I would argue the greatest need before mankind and before our country today is lostness, separation from God. It's hopelessness, brokenness. We need Jesus. Amen. Can I get an amen today? We need Jesus in this country, but let's make it personal today. You and I every day, do we need Jesus? Come on, church. Every single day we need Jesus. How can you be a hero in somebody else's life? Three quick points. If you're with me, say amen. All right. If you're hot, say, oh, me. Hey, there they are. Okay. So I'm going to be quick. Number one, reject complacency. And if you got a program when you came in, these notes are on the back. If you didn't get one, we can give you one after the service and let you fill stuff in, take it home with you. But number one, reject complacency. Uh, Esther, queen here, is in a complacent state. Uh, Mordecai is at the king's gate, and which, uh, being at the king's gate in sackcloth and ashes, it's a picture of mourning, but also to go inside of that gate, if he were to bring sorrow or mourning or some kind of disappointment into the palace, Mordecai could have been executed for that. Cause you don't, you don't bring that kind of stuff into the presence of the king unless he asks for it. And, and so Mordecai's there at the gate. Well, Esther's first thing she does, if you go back and read it is she hears about it and she sends him some clothes. Hey, get up from where you are. Well, she knew he was mourning about something. She knew that, uh, that to come to the king's gate made it a huge deal, but yet her first response was, hey, let me give you some clothes. You need to get up from where you are and go on about your business. How many of you know it's easy to be distracted by the things of this world? Come on, church. How many of you know it is so easy to be lulled to sleep by the devil, to be lulled to sleep by money or possessions or earthly success or, or drugs or alcohol or uh, uh, other addictions or all the things of this world? It's so easy to let the things of this world distract us and therefore ultimately destroy us if we don't bring it to God. And so, but it's imperative in these days. Church, listen to me. If you don't tell your neighbor about Jesus, who will? If living hope doesn't uh, go all in for this city, then who will? I pray that all of our churches will. I thank God for churches in our city. Sister churches that are preaching the gospel, reaching people for Jesus. But the relationships you have every day, if somebody doesn't invest in that neighbor's life, if you don't do it, then who will? If you don't tell that coworker about Jesus, then who will? If you don't pray for that neighbor who's dealing with cancer or sickness, then who's going to do it? It's not enough just to come to church and enjoy the ride. Can I get an amen today? 
God wants us to share with others. How many of you know the gospel came to you because it was going to somebody else? Come on now. It was going to somebody else. That's why Jesus saves us is so we can extend his glory. So number one, reject complacency. Today, you are needed in God's kingdom. He, listen, he wants us to, to invest and pray and invite and be a light for him in this city. You're needed and you're important to this. The world may see brokenness. You may think you're inadequate, but how, aren't you grateful today that Jesus is enough for us? He's enough. So reject complacency. Number two, in order to be a modern day hero, we've got to recognize God's sovereignty. Recognize God's sovereignty. Esther again, poor little girl, raised by her cousin, cast off by the world, queen. Come on now, isn't that, isn't that good news? Listen, that's an incredible statement today. Some of you may come and you think, well, man, how could God love me? Man, look at what I've done. Look at what I'm involved in right now in my life. How can I, you know, uh, you know, be a servant for God or make a difference for Jesus? Listen to me. God loves you right where you are today. No matter how broken your life, no matter the, how dysfunctional your past, no matter the sins, besetting sins in your life now, Jesus loves you right where you are. And a sovereign God has brought you here today for his purpose, for his reason. And he wants to do a fresh work in your life. Not only that, God's placed us here for such a time as this, church. God is at work in all three of our campuses for his good purpose. It's not because of any personality. It's not because of uh, uh, of some kind of promotion or marketing. It's the Spirit of God that's at work in people's lives. And in these days, we must recognize what God's doing and get in on it, man, and be willing to to invest in ministry here and around the world. Coincidences are simply when God chooses to remain anonymous. How many believe that today? No coincidences. Difficult circumstances like Esther's are just the makings of a miracle. So just give it over to the Lord, whether you're dealing with sickness relational issues, marital issues, financial struggles, whatever it is, our ultimate need is Jesus first and foremost. But all the stuff of this life he cares about. He cares about his people. That's the theme of this book of Esther, that God cares for his people and he always comes to the aid of his people. God is sovereign. Your location is ordained by God. You're here by God's divine design. It ain't because of Uncle Sam. Come on, soldiers. You may think it is. It's not. It's not because of your employer. It's not even necessarily because of your family. It's because God placed you here. Your location is ordained by God. How many believe today your occupation is ordained by God? Yeah, sure, you chose to do that, but God is the one who's given you breath in your lungs and given you the desire to do what it is that you do. You're on mission. Every one of us here today are missionaries for God. No matter what your vocation is or occupation, Listen, we are missionaries for God. And then also your relations, the relationships around you are ordained by God. You are Esther to the people you're around. You're to be Esther there. The deliverer. Jesus is the ultimate superhero, the one who delivers us from all sin. But we are the ones who are to tell of our glorious God and Savior. So right there, guys, you're kings, man. Ladies, queens, right there in your circle of influence. Think that way. I'm here. It's a daughter of God, man. 
a royal queen and king in God's, you know, in God's kingdom. And I'm here with that authority and that kind of blessing on my life and favor to make a difference in someone else's life. Never underestimate the power of one testimony, one word to a coworker, neighbor, or a friend. Oh, we've got to reject complacency, recognize God's sovereignty. And then number three, we've got to take responsibility. Take responsibility. I'm going to invite our band to come now and get into place as we move toward our response time today. God is calling all of us to take responsibility. Ultimately, that's what Esther did, wasn't it? She took full responsibility for God's people. She knew that God was the ultimate provider and deliverer, but she was to be the conduit. She received that prophetic word from Mordecai, stepped into it. Today... You and I, we are the agents of hope along with other Christians in this city. We are the agents of hope to this city. How many of you believe that today? Just lift a hand and testify. We are the agents of hope to this city. God has put us here to give, serve, and invite, to pray for our neighbors, to live every single day as those, as ambassadors for Christ. That's what all in is all about. It's going all in for Jesus and all in for Clarksville, for our neighbors. And ultimately, that's what builds God's church and builds the fame of his name all across this earth. And so today I'm asking you to make a commitment. First commitment is this. If you don't know Jesus today, if Jesus is not your personal Lord and Savior, I invite you right now to call upon his name and be saved. We are separated from God, a holy, righteous God, because of our disobedience to his laws and commands found in the Bible. But Jesus Christ, the Lord, came. God sent his only son, Jesus, to die on the cross for our sins. Not only did he die for us, but he was risen from the dead. And whosoever will call upon the name of the Lord Jesus will be saved. So today, call upon the name of Jesus and be saved. And the first step of your new faith in Christ is to come for baptism. And so I'm inviting you to come today. We're going to be hanging out right here by this tub as soon as we finish up. And I want you to come today and get baptized. we got shorts, t-shirts, towels. we got it all. You come and obey the Lord today. Children of God today, how many of you would just testify, hey, we are called to be ambassadors for Christ? Yep. So here's my challenge to you today. My challenge to you today is to go all in. Go all in in prayer. Who are you praying for that doesn't know Jesus? What family member, co-worker, neighbor, or friend that needs Jesus are you praying for? If you're not, I want to challenge you, just exhort you, encourage you. Start praying for him. Do you believe that God answers prayer? Come on, church. Does he? Yeah. Pray. 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 Start with prayer. Listen, number two, invite That's what going all in looks like. Invite people to know Jesus. Invite them to come to, come to church, to come to Dunbar, to Tylertown, to Sango with you. Invite them to come sit in that seat beside you. That's the first simple step of being a witness for Christ. Ultimately, God wants us to then speak of Jesus and what he's done in our life also, but invite, pray, invite. And I want to challenge you to give today. If you're not a giver, to this ministry. Let me encourage you to give financially. You could do it online. You could do it in the collection boxes in the room. We got collection boxes at all of our campuses every Sunday. Give where your treasure is there. Your heart will be also. And that's what makes ministry all across this city possible.
where we can incarnate the gospel in every inch of this place for the purpose of life change. Oh, Jesus, today we lift you up in this place. We're grateful, grateful today. We ask, have your way in us. Have your way in this city. Jesus, we're we're going all in for you. Show us what that looks like and move us beyond complacency to a place of urgency and responsibility, God. Oh, we give you praise. It's in your name we pray. Amen.